thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 140. Be wise as thou art cruel. Do not press my tongue-tied patience with too much disdain. Let sorrow lend me words, and words express the manner of my pity wanton pain. If I might teach thee wit, better it were, though not to love, yet love to tell me so, and testy sick men when their deaths be near, no news but health from their physicians know. For if I should despair, I should grow mad, and in my madness might speak ill of thee. Now this ill-wrestling world is grown so bad, mad slanderers by mad ears believe it be. That I may not be so, nor thou belied, bear thine eyes straight, though thy pride... <laughs> bear thine... <laughs> Nearly. Bear thine eyes straight, though thou proud heart go wild. I almost messed up again. You still did, did it I? wrong. But bear yeah. thine eyes straight, though thy proud heart go wide. Thy proud... You said ah, thou, thou. You, I, <laughs> Sonnet 140, I hate you. <laughs> that was Sonnet 140 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chasley, and I am joined, as always, by a very happy I messed up. <laughs> Jerry Healy. Oh. Mm, I'm a very... Um, that That's not really an adjective for schadenfreude, No, is no, it's... I'm a very schadenfreudian person. Schadenfreudian. That's, that's, that's Freud's older brother <laughs> full of schadenfreude so, yeah that is a word we don't we don't have that word well you don't have the word schadenfreude either you just that's just alone we just looked at the germans went well they yeah, have we're it still that. well having and it and there's another one isn't there there's another that ends in freude um another word which means oh i can't remember what it means there's another word that's very very similar to it but i can't remember i i can't there's even a musical video called that schadenfreude Either that or I dreamt it. Yeah. That, that, that is that, possible. That is quite possible. It's, uh, What's it on? There, there might be. I just, every, there's loan words and all that kind of stuff. I just always think of George W. Bush saying the problem with the French is they don't have a word for entrepreneur. <laughs> Did he actually, is that one of the things he actually yeah. said? Because that is awesome. That, that might be my favourite Bushism of all time now. Oh, bless him. Um, we might be avoiding the issue of Sonnet 140 here by... It's a very boring <laughs> sonnet. We we decided, even before... We, well, I hadn't read it because I'm a professional. Yeah, yes, yeah. And just just before recording, Marcus went, we have... What was it? We have one boring sonnet and... No, two boring sonnets and one yeah, fun if sonnet. Yeah, if we do three. I haven't looked at the fourth one myself. So... We're going to do three, at least. We're so close to the end. We've literally got about 18 left, which, in terms of recording sessions, 16 left? Not... Isn't there 156 of them? There's there's 154. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We we are very, very close to the end, people. From our point of view, that's, what, four more recording sessions, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's... We'll be done in a month. After a year and a half. That's crazy. I I find it odd to think that this project has been going on that long. I, I that's amazing. It's very strange. I just I I, I want 
know what to do with my Thursdays anymore. We do. We, I, I think I've decided I want to do another podcast with you. Whether you're going to demand money <laughs> we, or not we, we, to, to do a podcast with me is, is another thing. It's, if we... There, there's no... We would need sponsors. We've been, we've been, if you do want to sponsor we'd us... We'd be quite happy to, to take money. I, within limits. We, I don't know if... if um, I don't know. The newest sex toy would be a good... Uh, it might be. <laughs> Pillow Talk with Mark and Jerry is brought by is brought well, to you been... by the deluxe double-ended dildo. <laughs> it would be really interesting is there'd be two different views. There'd be the the gay view on it and the straight view on it. We just need to get a lesbian couple involved, and and we'd have like a three-way of sexy toy goodness. Yeah, I know some 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 lesbians and bisexuals. We we could. Um, I know. I think there's even a transsexual somewhere within my circle of friends. Well, like you jump two hoops, and and uh, one of my friends' friends is a transsexual, so so we can, we can cover uh, all the bases. We can cover all the bases. I don't know anyone who's openly asexual, which is it. I've got. I I know people who I I, I presume are asexual for various reasons. Um, but but I know. Well, I used to have a friend who was openly asexual, but I haven't actually. It's been like six years since I've spoken ah, to her. Ah, she's and, dead and to you now. I don't know. I, I might have some friends that just are, but not meh. I know it, I, one of my friends is demisexual. Ooh, I don't know that. Which is like only an interesting... Demigods. Uh, no. <laughs> that would be really cool. No. It's only interested in um, the physical part. If you're already attracted to the other... Like, you need the emotional connection to feel... The physical connection, kind of thing. Okay, you're you're asexual until you're in love, kind of thing. That's that that fits quite closely with the way I see people. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, ooh. You might be a demisexual. I. You you could be a demigod. We need to find your frig. <laughs> I we don't need to find my frig. That that's not good. Don't we? We've been. No. Do do we need to find your we, brag? <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching a lot of the Almighty Johnsons recently. It's a really we good do show. need to do a sci-fi podcast. That's I think our next. We do, podcast. we do. Just just a TV show of the week, or just yeah. a theme of the week, and then just talk, pick on various shows. Yeah. I think we could do that. I definitely do. Anyway, let let's try. Let's try and talk about <laughs> Sonic One Forty. Um, I I completely forgot of it. <laughs> It's all, it's all gone. It's all gone from your mind. You, <laughs> it's it's it's. Well, I've read it once, and then we we had a fairly strange tangent. Well, not that strange for us, but you know. I I don't. I guess I don't know what it's about. I I I, I understand. There's lots of themes in here about uh, despair and and cruelness and 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 pain, but I don't know what it's actually pointing at. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It so, so uh, yeah, less sorrow lend me words, and words express the manner of my pity wanting pain, if I might teach thee wit. Uh, well, yeah, better it were, though not to love, yet love to me so, as testy sick men, when their deaths be near, no news but how from their physicians know. It, maybe it's the construction. This is a very Shakespeareanly constructed 
sonnet, if that is a, isn't too confusing. Syntactically fairly complex. Yeah, and everything's flipped and inverted to how we would usually do it. And I wonder if that's throwing me slightly, because it's been a long while since we've had one of these sonnets. It has been quite a while. We, we've had a lot of very boring sonnets. And, and sonnets that kind of follow what we would consider modern grammar. I suppose. I, yeah. Modern grammar sounds kind of weird. Modern grammar sounds like a really shitty band that would come out of one of those custom <laughs> shows. <laughs> well, so, so this week on The X Factor, modern grammar sing the best songs of the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> Oh God! I'd love it. I'd love it if they if they sung songs but corrected the grammar as they sang them. Oh, that would be brilliant. Just just rap songs but correct the grammar. <laughs> just just that would be amazing. We should do that. We that's another project we need to do. Other than the fact I can't sing. That's fine. I can't okay, sing well, either. It's never been a problem. We're, we're for just me. auto tune. Isn't that the thing they do? All the kids do nowadays. <laughs> that's that's what Will I Am does. Is it Will I Am that stupid dude who steals songs and can't do music? Him. I hate him for passion. He just I don't I I've watched maybe two or three episodes of of The Voice. And so for listeners outside the UK, he, he's one of the judges on that show. And well, I say even watched. It's just kind of it was on kind of thing, and he just. He's the only one of the judges who doesn't actually know anything about music. <laughs> it's just... You see, like, the other ones, they just kind of... Uh, like, Tom Jones, even. They hear a song, and they recognize the song, obviously. And they wait for, like, I don't know, that specific high note just to see if the singer can sustain it. Or they, they listen out for, like, specific things. And Will I Am, just pff, nothing. He just kind of, like, goes, Oh, that that's a good song. Boof, done, gone. And just... that talks a lot of bullshit to them is that it's the one with the chair where they press a button and then they yeah they press a button and then they turn around they don't see the um the, the singer until they decide that they like the but voice what i don't understand about that around. is that isn't the concept that because the moment they see the singer they've it's not the voice anymore so surely that show would be better if the judges never got to see the person the judges just didn't. The judges were always facing the wrong way and and never saw the people they were voting through until the end. That would surely be the voice. It's like um, there's a there's a show called The Taste or something like that, which has got Nigella on it, and and they ha- she, they're only allowed to have a spoonful of this food, and it's meant to be all about the taste. And yet the contestants on it spend an inordinate amount of time making their spoonful look amazing. And it's like, well, if it was just about the taste then they'd be blindfolded. It's really weird that all these shows have come out which are meant to be removing an element so you don't judge things on the visual appearance, but then have the visual appearance as actually quite a central theme. It's really strange. Yeah, but <clears throat> I've never seen the taste. And, and it is still television. You wouldn't need a visual element. I guess you could just show it to the audience and not to yeah, the yeah, judges. I agree. Yeah, that's exactly Ooh. what I would do. But um, on The Voice, it doesn't really... Once the judges have turned round, then they have... It's, if, if there's just one, then there's no problem. The candidate just goes with them. But if there's more people who turn round, more judges who turn around, they have to convince the singer to go with them. Okay. Because it's all about... It's not even about... That's, that's the, that is actually the ridiculous thing about the show. It's not about the singers. It's about the judges. The, the judges have to build a team of 
I can't remember, 12, 16 people, however many years. And then out of that pool, there's, there's like various different things. Like at first they choose their team over several couple of episodes. And then they have, in pairs, they have them battle each other. Okay. And then they decide which one of the two was better and to move them on to the next round. And then at the very end, it's meant to be just like every judge just have like kind of their best one left sort of thing. I, I've not seen the last episode. I don't know how the voting works on that one. I guess it's the audience that phones in or something okay. like that. But it's all about the judge winning. It's not the contestant. The, the contestant doesn't matter. The contestant is really just... It, he's the king on the chessboard. It, he's important in that the, you need him. But it, it has no value beyond that okay. kind of thing. It's it's all about the judge winning the competition. Okay, interesting. Which is just not not the show I thought it was. No, it it's it's not what I, I watched last year. I started watching it, and there was one dude that I just I I really really liked his voice. He had just the, the amazing voice, and then he got kicked out in like the second round because what was he called? The the dude from the script, Danny. What's his face that made the Queen angry? He pitches him against Like that dude Against his other best singer And then he had to kick one of the two out And he's just like that That doesn't make logical sense at all Yeah And and, then just got rid of the guy I actually really like Once I figured out that that's the whole point of the show That the judge is is The actual contestant I just kind of gave up Really strange That's it's a really weird kind of casting show. I don't... Not that I listen to Radio 1 or Radio 2, the kind of mainstream pop stations, or, or any commercial radio, but I've never come across a, the voice winner. Be getting a, uh, I've not, yeah, a career after I've it. not walked into an HMV and just seen the CDs stacked up at the front saying... This year's the voice winner. Top. This this is voice winner. Yeah. Interesting. I I wow. It's a completely different show than I thought it was. I I have a feeling that it's quite good that we don't live in the same country because if we did and lived near each other, all we would do is watch junk TV together. We probably wouldn't get a lot of work done. Yeah. Yeah. I I've kind of. I I, I there was a phase when I watched a lot of junk TV. <laughs> what when you were a student? But just just. No, no, what I started dating, just kind of, you just sit around at home and you just kind of put something on. Okay. You just, just, meh. That. It's just background noise more than anything yeah. else. We, we did that, are we even going to try and work that slight interlude in with Sonic 140 at all? No, no. no. Well, it has everything to do with, because, you know, the judges, they have to be wise <laughs> as they are cruel. <laughs> You can't be totally cruel like Simon Cowell, but you can't be wholly wise no. like one of the other judges. I don't know any other judges. <laughs> it's, it's modern culture. I really don't get modern culture. It's it's Kylie Minogue and... Oh, they changed them. I don't know. There's a new dude. It's Tom Jones, Will I Am, Kylie Minogue and someone okay. else. Random blonde dude. Random blonde dude. Not not John Barrowman or something. It's the kind of thing I'd imagine he'd do. Oh, that would be amazing. I do love. I would watch the show just for John. It's, it's really. I uh, John Barrowman when he shot to fame after sort of after being in Doctor Who, 
and and he was on every TV show. And people went, why is he always on TV? It's like, well, if I'd suddenly shot to fame, I would be accepting every single show that invited me on because yeah, you yeah. want to get as much money as quickly as possible. Well, they kind of did that with um, David Tennant when his run as the Doctor ended on Doctor Who. He was on... And there was just... The week, the, like the run-up to his final episode, or the the double part of the um, end of time, whatever it's called, the Christmas mm. thingy. It just he was on every single show. They made a never mind the bus cogs like Doctor <gasps> Who special, awesome. and it just just every single thing. Later was was it on Radio Four? They have like a satirical news quiz comedy show every Friday, and it just. Read from the um, the Radio Times, just just the TV schedule, and it just David Tennant after David Tennant filled <laughs> episode. It was amazing. That's amazing. Aye, David Tennant's lovely. And 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 I yeah no. Let's not get caught on a Doctor Who conversation. No, no, not again. <laughs> we'll be here forever. I I don't. I'd say something about the sonnet. I have no idea. It sounds very much like he's in pain. But but I don't really, or pain or, or torn. I think I, well, my presumption is is that he doesn't like the fact that he's in love with the dark lady. It's not a love like the fair youth, which he's that embracing. He's yeah pissed off at her and 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 almost blaming her for it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So in and yeah, be wise as thou art yeah. cruel. So the the cruelness, I I maybe this is me putting something in that that's not there, but I I think he's seeing the cruelness as her making him love her. He she she has got some control. That over makes him. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and yeah, the the many of my pity wanting pain. Uh, I don't understand that if I might teach thee wit, better it were though not to love, yet love to tell me so, as testing men when they're sick, when their deaths be near, no news from health physician. I, I guess it's about lying again. I wonder. So, so that line, uh, as testy sick men when their deaths be near, no news but health from their physicians know. So is suggesting that when you're near death, your your physician lies to you essentially. Yeah, and just goes. You'll, you'll, you'll be, be fine, okay. and, and everything. Don't worry, just just relax, and 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 that. F- Even though you and everyone else knows that it it's it's not going to mm. be fine. So that that and we've had that theme of lying before in the previous couple of sonnets. So I, it's this. I think there's this combination of he's blaming her for falling in love with her, even though he doesn't want to, and and she lies to him. Her beauty, I suppose, is lying to him. Because she's not beautiful, but he loves her, which makes her beautiful. And so there's this... Uh, it's like... Double, is it Double Think from 1984 in his head? It's the... Yeah, it's Double The, double the think. two contradicting ideas are in his head. He he knows she's not beautiful, but she is beautiful because he loves her. And they are perfectly compatible ideas in his head. He is completely in this Double Think. I love that novel. So good. <laughs> Maybe maybe we should start off our sci-fi podcast by just talking about 1984. And the, and the remake that's happening, where they're making... There's a... They're, they are making a new movie, and it's going to be... 
Oh yeah, it's the love story between with, um, between Wilson, the twi- Twilight. Yeah, woman. and and what's her name? Between what's his name and what's her name? Uh, there's not a love. Did they, who reads 1984 and goes, "Oh, this is a really good love story"? What? No, it's not at all. He he betrays her, and she betrays him. It's a story about how you can be the deepest in love you've ever been, but you will betray that and, and person. Still, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't quite understand how they're going to do that. Maybe it's directed by David Cameron. <laughs> the um, did you not? He did the um, he argued for mass surveillance and and just just no privacy because on the crime shows he likes to watch in the evening when he gets home, they they always have mass surveillance and they solve all the crimes. So so obviously we have to draw our lesson from that. It's like it's <laughs> fiction. Just for the love of God, just it's, I, uh, th- there's no brain to. There just... is an element. I I, <sighs> I think there is an element of there needs to be surveillance. I mean, you look at London, and and mm. you're always on camera in London. But that is really useful because there's quite a lot of crime in London. That doesn't mean yeah, you then the, the, need. It doesn't. Need... The CCTV neither solves crime. Because the resolution yeah. is so shit you can't see anything. Although that could be made into an argument that we need HD cameras, which is not the right <laughs> way to go. And it doesn't stop crime because we've had it for a long time and it obviously hasn't no, stopped no. crime. It, so it I don't think it should be removed. I think it's it's just it's just a false sense of security. Yeah, I, I think it's it's useful. It's nece- it, it's necessary in some situations. There's a difference though between CCTV in the centre of London and CCTV in a sleepy little village in Hampshire. It's it, there are huge differences between the two. Yeah, but then also you could handle crime differently in London. Like there are. Hot spots. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Where crime happens more, just have more actual police presence on the ground. Not that I'm saying we should turn it into a police state, but be where where you know crime has happened. We we have the statistics. We know that specific corner is where the drug dealers sell their shit, and this specific corner is where people gun each other down. It, it's it, it doesn't take you go to London. It doesn't take a genius to walk through Brixton and go. This is where yeah, crime yeah. happens. It, it's just, and the camera is not going to change. No, that. no, and there are other ways of doing it. I, I, I think I'm maybe slightly more moderate than you are on this subject, which is quite interesting. Well, I'm not saying I'm against. I'm, I'm. You're against mass. I know that there is a place for. Yeah. yeah, I know that there is a place for surveillance, but it should be. You should have a warrant, a judge. There, there should. There needs to be a hierarchy of control, and, and you you can't just have every like the lowest tack with the, the Edward Snowden who what didn't even work for the NSA, he was just a contractor, just walk in, plug in a USB stick, and just walk out with all this data, and and just if he was evil, even though the America likes to say that he is, if he was actually the villain, he. He obviously had access to the system. He could have done a lot of really bad things, and and just b- because the system was in place with, without any kind of any any kind of control. 
yeah that is, and that's worrying that is that and and having been involved in various organizations that have had government contracts and and worked at universities as well which has massive amounts of data i didn't always have direct access to some of this data but where i did there were no controls on it i mean we had guidelines that said if you take a laptop out it has to be an encrypted laptop blah 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 but there was n- yeah, that's there not was nothing to stop me wandering in with a USB stick of my own, plugging it in, copying stuff. They once installed this cool little program, which meant you couldn't stick USB sticks into a computer. Um, it wouldn't recognize them if they weren't their USB sticks, which was very clever. Yeah, Nothing to yeah. stop me going to Dropbox.com and Dropboxing all the files. Or opening <laughs> up an S3 drive, and there was there was no firewall that no. just stopped you from. And I was it on the online. web team, so we, whenever they tried to implement these things, they'd lock down the web so much that we couldn't then do our jobs. They the IT system wasn't sophisticated enough, and I'm not sure it will ever be sophisticated enough to be able to go. You need access because legitimately. I could need access to S3, and I needed access to FTP to send files to various people. So if I've got access to FTP, I can send files anywhere. So the control shouldn't be on the access. The control should be on the documents. There should be a way of saying these documents cannot be moved, or these documents cannot be copied, rather than yeah, yeah. Or at methods least of copying. Have a queue. Like, you, you can say document doc needs to be put in an S3, you are not actually the one that yes. will move it there. Yeah, yeah. But the the way in which we go about these systems at the moment is is asked backwards and, and generally come up with by people who don't understand the technologies, so they get missold technology. That's the problem. The, the, the system is run by people who grew up without computers and haven't really made an effort to familiarise themselves no, what's with it? The, the it, Tory, just... the person who's offering the Tory guidance on how to teach programming to kids. Oh, yeah, can't actually can't code. code. Can't. Or, or explain what what programming is. That was that was even more ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's utterly bizarre. It is. It's just like if if you knew the because I'm not saying it's necessary for the person who, who who runs it to know how to write an iOS app. I could I could live without that if she was just very aware of the economic realities mm. and and knew. This is what we need. Because we, even if you know five languages, you won't know no, all yeah, of them. Yeah. And, and just f- familiarise yourself a little bit with it. And, and But she obviously had done nothing of that. She no. didn't... You could have probably mentioned Silicon Valley and she would have just stared at you and go, what's that? <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. And and this is part of the problem. And I've got friends who, who do this and, and I don't know if they know my view, but the idea of career politicians doesn't make sense. Um but Mm-mm. this might have officially been the oddest podcast we've done. <laughs> Tw- 26 minutes or however long that is. Should I just I read us should... out before it gets I'm, I'm blaming. <laughs> I'm blaming Shakespeare on this one. He wrote a crappy sonnet. 140 is a crappy sonnet. And therefore we talked about Big Brother and IT. <laughs> but that's fine. You, yeah, you read us out. We can do this. <clears throat> sonnet 140. Be wise as thou art cruel, do not press my tongue-tied patience with too much disdain. Lest sorrow lend me words, and words express the manner of my pity-wanting pain. If I might teach thee wit, better it were, though not to love, yet love to tell me so. As testy sick men, when their deaths be near, no news but health 
from their physicians know. For, if I should despair, I should grow mad, and in my madness might speak ill of thee. Now this ill resting... <laughs> That's not how the sentence goes. <laughs> now this ill resting world is grown so bad, Matt's landers by Matt ears believe it be, that I may not be so, nor thou be lied. Bear thine eyes straight, though thy proud heart go wide. Excellent. That was sonnet number 140 of Shakespeare's sonnets. I have been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I have been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. I've just realised I'm recommending my in-ear ent uh, email uh, Twitter address. I haven't actually posted on it in like a week and a half because my, my work life has been manic. I do have another one, which is at Nufkin. Um, so if I'm ever not on at in-ear ent, I'm usually moaning <coughs> about how busy I am on at Nufkin. Um, so you can go to that one. Um, we shall see you next time for Sonnet 141. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.